award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're once again on the on the banks of the South Holston. Is that right, Sally? <laughs> Sally's back with us, and she's uh, going to talk to us about winter trout today. And uh, we're glad to be back with, with Sally and having Matt here help co-host and, and hosting us in East Tennessee. We're glad to be here. Yeah, buddy, we've got uh, a lot of really good fishable waters here in East Tennessee. And uh, trout, I think, is the first thing that comes to mind when I think about East Tennessee fishing. Definitely. So here we are. Yeah, you can pretty much catch a trout any time of the year in this part of the state. Is That's that right. right? Yeah. And we just saw a guy float by. He's drifting in a drift boat. and. And I didn't see any fish, but there's fish in here because we know <laughs> shocking expeditions with the fisheries crews have produced many netted fish, right? Yes. yes. So says Sally. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's just reintroduce yourself, let people know who you are, what you do for the agency, and then we'll jump into catching okay. fish. Okay. Great. So I am the streams and rivers biologist for region four. Um, so. I work on beautiful rivers like this. Um, this is a trout tailwater, uh, but I also work um, up in the um, high elevation mountains with brook trout. Um, that's a very large portion of my job, restoring the native brook trout. Um, and then I work with the only native fish, right? The only the only native trout. Trout. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. <laughs> we have we are the we have lots of native fish here. <laughs> exactly. um, Thank you. Yeah, thanks for correcting. <laughs> um, so I work with those and restore them back into their streams, but. Um, I also will work um, in some warm water streams, working with smallmouth bass, and then uh, some just really, really beautiful species of darters that most people, and dace that most people never see, mm. um, but I get the opportunity to work with them, so I'm very excited about it. That's cool. <laughs> fish that a lot of people don't see. Yeah. Yeah. How many fishes are there in Tennessee, roughly? There are over 300 different species, and, so and that is a lot. <laughs> as far as a, uh, a landlocked state, we claim to have the most highest. Right? Yep, highest diversity of, of uh, freshwater fishes. So mountains yep. in the east, all the way to coastal plain of the Mississippi yep. River in the west, exactly. and everything in between. So mm -hmm. exactly. we're proud of our fisheries resources. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and this is a, a great place to. Uh, take advantage of those resources right. up here right so yeah. a lot of fishing a lot of water sports a lot of activities on these streams and rivers and lakes but uh today we wanted to touch on the trout fishing in the winter time that's one of mm -hmm. your favorite times to be out mm -hmm. you said that you have a passion for that tell yeah. us why and what, yeah why is that such a great time well i have a passion for our winter trout program um because it provides an opportunity for people who uh or i guess that normally wouldn't want to go up into the mountains and fish for trout. Um, our winter trout here in Region 4 are um, stocked into uh, areas that are city centers. Um, so the our anglers don't have to travel. We kind of bring the fish to them. Mm -hmm. um, so And it's really exciting. You These winter trout areas are very family friendly. So um, me as a fish biologist and um, uh, a someone who didn't grow up fishing i really like to see uh areas that we provide um for that type of fishing it's a family fishing and the people who are new to fishing but also they're great areas for um people to learn new types of fishing so 
Um, there's a lot of people who will bait fish, um, but want to try out fly fishing. And so I've seen those people out in our winter trout areas as well. Um, so to name so. those winter trout fishing yeah. areas of region four, and there's other ones across the state. Definitely. Maybe we can yeah. hit on those a little bit, but what do we have right here in this yeah. neck of the woods? Yeah. So in region four, we have uh, fountain city Lake, um, which is just outside of Knoxville, um, North, West of Knoxville, I think, is Fountain City, and then we have um, uh, our Maryville stocking, which is um, Pistol Creek, which runs into Greenbelt Lake. So we actually stock a creek and the lake there. So you is, get the lake fishing and yes. stream fishing yes. in the same yeah. area. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Are people taking advantage of both types? They do. They do. And when the stream fishing is hot, you know, they'll be there. And then when that kind of cools down, they'll move over to the lake. So it's 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 a neat opportunity over there. What are yeah. the limits on both of those mm -hmm. places? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have our statewide limit um, of fish, which is, or excuse me, of trout. We try um, to keep everything simple. Our regulation's simple there. We want people to feel like they're comfortable. Um, so we've got the trout limit of seven. Seven daily cool. krill mm -hmm. limit, okay. And we want you to take them home. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a take them home and eat them kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. For and sure. what about Oneida? Are we still doing that oh, one yes. up there? Yeah, we do have Oneida um, uh, winter trout. And so we stock Fountain City Lake and the Maryville stocking um, three times. That's once a month, once in December, once in January, and once in February. And Oneida gets just a giant lump sum um, I think it's January in January, so One they time. get stocked once. And it's yeah. a pretty good size lake, isn't it's it? A, yeah, yeah. And that's another city center, um, uh, although Oneida's not Knoxville, <laughs> um, but they do have um, a lot of opportunity there. It's at the city park, so there's a lot of opportunity for other recreation there as well. So bring the family. <laughs> yeah, that's what's great about some of these places. There's greenways and there's other yeah. things to do around those bodies mm -hmm. of water so folks can mm -hmm. bring the whole family and those that want to fish can fish, and those yeah. that want to swing on a swing set can do that, you know, yep. or walk around the track mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. And as a reminder, you need your Type 01 combination hunting and fishing license in addition to a trout yeah. license or a trout stamp is what we commonly call it. Yeah. So make sure you pick that one up, too, because your Type 01 is not enough if you're going to target and keep trout, correct? Yep. yep. And, of course, your sportsman's licenses cover those yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah. And there's the one-day fishing opportunities, the one-day fishing licenses as well. Mm -hmm. That's if you just want to try it out for a day. But, yeah. That's the, that's the way you can support what we do as an agency to put the fish back and, and to provide opportunity. That's where the license dollars go. So that's how, we, how we're funded and how uh, folks like Sally can do the work to uh, make fishing fun for everybody. Because these, yeah. these winter trout uh, fishing areas are 100% hatchery-raised trout. Correct. Right. I mean, they, they had to get there somehow because they don't reproduce in those places. Mm -hmm. Here, you're probably getting some natural reproduction in, mm -hmm. in the Soho, right? Mm -hmm. We'll talk and, and ex, et cetera. Now, we're in the fall going into the winter. Which which is it? Is it the brown trout that spawns in the fall? <laughs> yeah, the brown the brown trout uh, should be spawning in the fall. Yeah, are we past that? <laughs> I think so. Until October. <laughs> I've got my mind on brook trout right sorry, now. I'm sorry. like, brook trout are spawning. <laughs> Didn't mean to change gears too yeah. much on you right there but yeah. um anyway go ahead jason yeah so uh there's opportunities like like we said uh to trout fish in in the south holston and all these other bodies of water but then we bring them bring them to these yeah. town city centers and whatnot and the gear you don't have to be an expert in the gear mm -mm. uh you can what 
what do you suggest? Yeah. I mean, little trout magnets, little rubber yeah, trout magnets, yeah. or even corn. I mean, corn yep. works in these waters. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I always tell people, especially if you're new, just keep it simple. You go into sports stores and you get blown away with the amount of gear and lures and this and that that's on the shelves. Keep it simple. If you want to go out there um, with a trout magnet or uh, what power bait, a little, mm-hmm. it's like Play-Doh almost looking with yeah. sparkles in it or whatever. You can pick your favorite color if you want to or kick. <laughs> Can pick their favorite color um, stick it out there on a on a hook um, and just sit it you can sit it on the bottom or put a bobber on to have it come off the off the bottom that works whatever mm-hmm. um, and then in the creek you can do the same thing if you want trout magnet or you put power bait or I've seen people catch them on corn and um, a lot of people in the pistol creek and the Maryville stocking have been catching last year how <laughs> yeah. uh, we're catching um trout on spinners um okay. out there so you can it's a different type of fishing it's a little bit more active than just sitting there it's the type of fishing that i like a little bit more is the active uh fishing so like uh, a rooster spinner. tail or something yep. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool exactly and, and then light spin tackle is really all you need right just yeah. a small spinning rod combo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. four pound test line pretty light line yeah. as well yeah yeah uh Hopefully. well the fish that we're going to be putting into um fountain city and um the Maryville stocking are going to be um a decent sized fish i think they're going to be 10 inches or so um they're coming from our buffalo springs hatchery who's shifting to a large larger rainbow trout um so you might want a little bit more than four pound but i think it'll be fine <laughs> set the drag yeah. a little loose yeah and, yeah enjoy yeah. the fight Play yeah exactly out there. exactly yeah b- shout out to buffalo springs um, yeah gosh yeah. an old old hatchery neat a lot of neat history there as mm-hmm. far as when that place was built and um what it was originated as what it's become today is mm-hmm. just it's neat to go down there and see those trouts by yeah. the tens of thousands in those raceways oh yeah and they get sent all over East Tennessee, mm-hmm. and uh, you, what we are we in the second year? Will this be our third year of these winter uh, trout, urban trout fishing? Yeah, now? so this will be um, the Maryville stocking will be the second year, and Fountain City this was the third. And Oneida has been going on for a while. Um, it's been going on since before I came to Tennessee. So <laughs> okay. I got here three years ago. So <laughs> and the the idea is those fish need to be caught and taken home yeah. and eaten, right? Yeah. Because they won't live when the water gets yeah. too warm. Yeah, we've um, we've looked at water temperatures. Um, Pistol Creek is actually cool enough year-round, surprisingly enough, but um, they get a lot of flash flooding because it is a city center, um, and so those fish, a lot of them could get washed down through that flash flooding into the lake. So, yeah, just take them out. Enjoy them. Figure out how to what your favorite recipe is, and... You know, enjoy. <laughs> hey, let's talk about cleaning trout just for a second. I don't want to digress too much, but when oh, I was boy. a kid, I would catch these things and take them home and cook them and eat them, and they were pretty good, but they were really, really fishy. And finally, yeah. somebody told me, son, take your thumb or a knife and run it along mm. the spine of that fish and get that, I don't know if it's a kidney mm-hmm. or what mm-hmm. it is, but mm-hmm. in the back door of that fish. Yeah. Talk about that a second. Yeah, yeah. So that is the kidney, and you just want to get all that, you want to get all the guts out. Um, so people will say that it makes it, I don't know, fishier, or some people in cat, with catfish say it makes it taste muddy or something. I don't know. I just make sure I get all the guts out. <laughs> and then my favorite thing is to wrap it, trout, wrap it in tin foil with butter and lemon, uh, either lemon juice or lemons, and stick it on the grill. And awesome. Simple. Yeah, simple. Delicious. I'm all about simplicity. Yeah. <laughs> no elaborate uh, yeah. menu needed. Just no. uh, nope. <laughs> a recipe needed. Just uh, a yeah. little lemon and grill it up. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's don't forget uh, how we find these places. Uh, there, like I said, there's winter trout stockings all across the state, yeah. and TDMWildlife.org is where our list of 
locations are. And I know mm -hmm. Brandon would tell us it's real easy. You just click. <laughs> Brandon Simcox, our trout guy, he said he would just, <sighs> just click uh, on the location. It'll pull up a map and yeah. show you where to go. And then you can uh, see all the regulations and all that stuff right there on our website. So it's yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say. And then the other thing that Brandon does, which I thought was genius, but um, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> it's recorded now. <laughs> I, I know, correct. Um, uh, but he updates the, the um, a stocking record that every, everyone can come on the website and look at. And so every, like, Friday, I think it is, mm -hmm. he'll update what has been stocked that week, which is awesome. Um, because I get a lot of phone calls in the office. Has this been stocked? Has this been stocked? And I just tell him, just go, go look. Yeah. You know, go it's look on the website. You just like it, it as me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Is this only for trout or is this warm water species as well um well we don't typically stock a whole bunch of catchable size warm water species so it's usually just trout okay yeah. Yeah. trout stocking mm -hmm. schedule mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah he does a great job i see that email everybody every friday go yeah. through to we have the website updated yeah yeah that's great uh great to have that our, our website is a huge resource a lot of good mm -hmm. information there a lot of things we get questions for on social media or, or calls you know a lot of that can be answered right there yeah. just uh, visit our website tnwildlife.org if you don't know how to get there but um, a lot of great information so mm -hmm. um, so we know where where they're being stocked that, that information is there uh, we know our limits we know what licenses we need uh, we've talked rods and reels <laughs> what else do we need to know about winter trout or, or just fishing in general yeah um, um, well those uh, we've got about 40 winter tri trout um, stocking sites throughout the um, all okay. of Tennessee. So it's total. not just in, you know, East Tennessee. Most of them are in West Tennessee or, you know, not in Region 4. Right. <laughs> Explain, Explain to people why that is. Yeah, so we, um, my this region, Region 4, has lots of wild trout, uh, as you can see behind us. Mm -hmm. We have lots of wild tri trout opportunities, and so it was thought that if people wanted to fish, they could just go whenever they wanted to in the, the Eastern Tennessee, but they don't have opportunities like that in, um, you know, near Memphis or right. in West Tennessee. So we provided those opportunities, but I think it's also important to provide the same opportunity because fishing out here is a lot harder than fishing, or at least I think it is. <laughs> um, fishing, uh, it's harder to fish out here and catch something and be successful than uh, to go to Fountain City Lake or, you know, Maryville, um uh, and be successful there. So we want yeah. to provide an easy, family-friendly opportunity for people. Um, and uh, I have, um, I, I do surveys up and down the creek um, during the winter trout time, and a lot of the people from within the community have really enjoyed seeing people use the water and fish at the water and things like that. So. Um, uh, and the businesses that have been that are nearby have really enjoyed seeing it too. I think one of the restaurants was giving a dollar off oh, if wow. you brought in your tackle or something like that. Oh, so cool. to, and they're red right on the water. So it was you know it was really cool for me to see um, non anglers embrace people fishing. So I, it was neat. That's cool. And I'd say uh, some of those uh, families that use those bodies of water or the community even probably thinks, well, I need to keep this place a little cleaner and a little nicer yeah. because we like to use this. Yeah. We want it to look nice. We want it to be clean. Exactly. And, uh, I'd say that 
that happens a lot. Yeah. What was the three R's you told us about last show <laughs> when you were on? Yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, so I'll say that, a lot of that's going on yes. around those bodies yeah. of water. Yeah, 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 and they are. They're they're clean, and um, it's yeah, it's neat to see, and it's neat to see them clean up too. I know a lot of people, <laughs> Brandon, um, who uh, went to school in Knoxville, Brandon yeah. Simcox, yeah. Um, he uh, got a text from one of his buddies about Fountain City, City Lake, and people. He's like, I can't believe there's people fishing at the Fountain City, you know, lake. I thought it was just a duck pond. And he's like, no, people, you know, it's actually really mm -hmm. nice. There's not as many ducks on the water when the people are fishing. And so um, it's it's a really nice area now. <laughs> That's awesome. So we're going to continue it into the future as far as you know. Yeah, yeah. And these winter trout, um, at least um, in this region, it's really a partnership with the um, the community, with the city there. Um, and then we also have a partnership with Trout Unlimited for some, for the Maryville one. Um, and so we like to have partnerships with TW, in TWA, and, and um, so we're going to keep those partnerships. I mean, that's up. the only way we can make these exactly. happen because we don't own small ponds yeah. in communities to be able exactly. to do this. No, you know, we have access to... Uh, public waters and rivers and streams, yes. but these landlocked ones, you know, we, we yep. have to have cooperation with local municipalities mm -hmm. uh, to be able to do it. So has there been any talk of expanding the program because it's so successful where we're doing it now? Yeah, um, uh, we would like to expand out. And again, it's just this these um, kind of stepping stones of making sure that these are successful um, and then seeing what what is working at Fountain City and uh, the other winter trout areas and what's not working and then moving forward to make you know our our other winter trout opportunities successful trout costs money mm -hmm. to stock absolutely um, and that's our customers um, license money right and so we want to make sure that we're using that money wisely and using those trout wisely so we want to put them in places that they're not going to be used you know that I won't want specifically specifically <laughs> mention where it was at but we had identified another municipal um, public pond basically yeah. in a city that we thought would be a great spot and it would be but the water quality isn't mm -hmm. there to support trout exactly you know, had high levels of e coli i believe mm -hmm. it was so mm -hmm. we had to abandon that one yeah. so we can't just go chuck them out where we think this would be a good place mm -hmm. for it. there's there's a lot of uh, a thought and research put into mm -hmm. it yeah yeah so we check the water quality and water chemistry and all that sort of stuff and then um i'll actually do, do surveys and make sure that people are catching the, the trout mm -hmm. um and it's successful um and uh and then if i if we feel from that data that we need to increase the stocking rates then we'll do that or de you know decrease them or whatever so that right. the trout are being used and the people are you know happy right and catching fish and it's a successful thing for them so and then hopefully they'll keep coming back and maybe bring someone exactly. with them and they may say you know we've caught them in this pond we say we go try um, a river or mm -hmm. a stream somewhere mm -hmm. yeah. not even branch out and and enjoy it in a different yeah. part of the state. I'm getting yeah. the hang of it. Let's go try yeah. out some other waters. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. That would be, that's that's what it's all about, you yeah. know. Yeah. You brought up um, E. coli. Um, and so we got some questions about contaminants in these city centers that we put um, trout into. And um, the trout that we stock are being put in, the, put in those water bodies and then taken out. So... Um, with people asked about like mercury and PCBs and things like that, those um, contaminants take a while um, for the fish to 
uptake them. Um, and so the fish are not really in the system long enough no. for those contaminants to even be issues. So I know people worry about it, but it's really Definitely. not an issue um, in these areas. I never so. even considered that. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. oh, and this makes me think um, up in uh, Pigeon Forge in Sevierville, uh, was it the little pigeon that runs? Uh, through the middle of town there yeah, I think so. you know for years it was so polluted mm -hmm. that there was like an, a water um, advisory against even coming in contact with it mm -hmm. they got that stream and that river so clean mm -hmm. that now we stock trout yeah in it for yeah. people to catch and exactly. i just man what a, a a pat on the back to everyone that helped get that yeah. water uh, to where it'd be fishable mm -hmm. i mean it's just you wouldn't we wouldn't want to touch it before you could even be in it now yeah. you can catch fish and eat it out of it yeah. i think that's fantastic so off the top of your head other than these winter trout um locations are there places that you could say hey if you're wanting to go try trout fishing and you live in this area go here did you, did you make any other suggestions <laughs> oh that's a good um well and i think it depends on what type of fishing that you want to do so like we're on the banks of the south holston and it's a great great place to go um to go fishing for brown trout and rainbow trout and a lot of people fly fish here um there's even guides on the river that you could take a guide trip down um if you're interested in getting native trout um uh uh, uh, left prong Hampton um, uh, up in ooh where is it it's out of Hampton uh, Tennessee I think <laughs> which is outside of Elizabethton mm -hmm. I was kind of in the middle of nowhere but it's a really really beautiful brook trout stream um, you can catch a really nice size uh, trout brook trout there um, and then I'd say you know any of our stock waters are probably going to be really good we have been um, uh, uh increasing the number of streams that are delayed harvest um so we don't uh, and the doe river i believe is one of them and buffalo creek in our region is one of them um and those are areas where you can um there's special regulations so um it's not just a catch and keep stream right. um it's a, a place where you know you're going to catch larger fish but you have to put them back um so there's a lot of different opportunities and it just really depends on what you want um and that's why I think these winter trout fisheries are really cool because you have the opportunity to try a smattering of different lures and baits and fly fish or whatever and see what you like and see what's going to work for you before you drive an hour to uh, the Doe River or Buffalo Creek or wherever to, you know, catch the, the larger fish. So. A smattering. I know, says. sorry. <laughs> I like that. Is that a Pennsylvania yeah, Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, so if somebody wanted to catch brookies, you know, that's, yeah. we've said several times, that's our only native mm -hmm. trout. Mm -hmm. If you just want to go catch a brook trout, where would you send someone? Yeah, and so, and that would be Left Prong, Hampton Creek. Okay. Um, uh, there's a lot of other places. I don't know much about <laughs> Region 3. Um, Region 3 is south of the Great Smoky mountain national park and they have a lot of good brook trout fishing as well i think sycamore creek might be a good yeah, place yeah. um and uh and then there's great trout you know brook trout fishing in the smoky mountains national park so you got to get up into the higher colder yes. cooler yeah, streams yeah yes Is that right? exactly yeah. mm -hmm. would, mm -hmm. would you find a brook out here or no no mm -mm. not gonna happen nope okay no. That's good to know. Yeah. 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 They're in little itty bitty streams. <laughs> and they're, they're generally much smaller than I, I had anticipated. Now, mm -hmm. I know some of them get decent size, but mm -hmm. like, you know, I went with Bart and his son and they caught one, you know, seven or eight inches. Yeah. And they're like, for this stream, that's a big yeah. fish. Yeah, exactly. And it'd be a tiny rainbow if mm -hmm. you were catching rainbow mm -hmm. trout. So mm -hmm. it was cool though. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who don't, you know, have not seen a brook trout, especially in its full um, spawning colors, they turn beautiful, you know, beautiful. They've got oranges and kind of blues and reds and they're really pretty fish. So, yeah. Well, and talk about 
quick, I don't want to get into Arizona too much, but you said you know, when you worked out there that there were trout in Arizona. <laughs> what is there any that are indigenous to Arizona? Yeah, so they have two native species of trout, and they're up in, you know, our brook trout are in our high elevations, which is like 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 feet, right? Um, their high elevations are like... Um, uh, let's see, 8,000, 9,000, 10,000 wow. and up. Whoa. So, and so we've got Apache trout in Arizona and then there's the Gila trout as well. So, um, I don't think I don't think Arizona. <laughs> this is just because I've never been there. I just right. think about desert, yeah. think hot, yep. hot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it looks a little bit like Colorado. They've got the okay. you know high peaks and um, the elk and the aspens and all those things. It's, there's just a little splotch of it there. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. We mentioned this, but I, I kind of, if you could elaborate just a little bit, you know, our trout for the winter trout program, we release mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. we want people to catch them. We have to grow those trout. Yeah. What's the process of growing a trout? <laughs> just a um, little bit of yeah. how it happens. Yeah. So, uh, um, we have, we typically raise rainbow trout. They're a lot easier to raise than your typical brook trout or brown trout. Um, and so you have to spawn them and get, um, um, the eggs are released from the female and the male will re release sperm or what we call in the fish world, milt, okay. M-I-L-T. <laughs> and that comes from fish we've shocked for right yes we okay. can shock them for Those them brood fish, mm -hmm. I guess yeah they call them brood fish exactly um and so there's external fertilization that happens and so you mix the eggs and the milt all together in like a bucket almost <laughs> um and then with a feather <laughs> yes you Very can scientific. do it with a feather I remember that. yeah <laughs> feather knowledge yeah so you do that and then um you basically then put them in uh there's like hatching jars there's a couple of different ways to do it and i'm no expert i'm the i'm the out in the field biologist not the hatchery biologist yeah. so um but it takes um I'm not sure exactly how long every species is different, but that um, fertilized egg will grow up into a little fry, and it will emerge, and it'll have like a little yolk sac on it, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it'll feed off of that yolk sac until it gets bigger, and then they'll start feeding them little teeny teeny little flakes of food and then they grow them up and they'll usually do it inside mm -hmm. um, so that there's not varying weather conditions. Control and, water temperatures. Exactly. And then once they get big enough, they'll put, move them outside. Um, so, and it takes, I think it's like, well, it depends what size you want the fish to get to. Um, but I think it takes over a year and it takes over a year, maybe a year and a half to get a catchable sized rainbow trout. So it takes a while. It's a lot of pre-planning for, you know, winter trout. If we say, hey, we want to go stock, you know, this new winter trout fishery, we have to plan for it pretty far a in year advance. Advance. Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, Hatchery guys, we want to do yeah. this. Can y'all work a little harder this year or exactly. next year? Yeah. Exactly. Fish so. factory, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know a lot of our hatcheries you can tour, maybe not yeah. right now because mm -hmm. of the COVID stuff going mm -hmm. on, you know, but when those open back up, there's going to be opportunities where folks can go. I know Teleco yeah. is open. I, that's what I think about Teleco Hatchery yeah. in Region 3, but are there any that happen in Region 4 you can stop by and see some of the stuff? That's a good question. I yeah. think you probably could. Um, I know, uh, I think Buffalo Springs might be one, especially if you call up and ask. I yeah. think they're more than willing to kind of take you around. Yeah. So. It'd be yeah. good for, for kids, maybe home cool. school, homeschool kids or yeah. school groups to go check them yeah. out. But yeah, call and ask first with yeah. COVID going on. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not in the office right now, but we are working hard for the sportsmen and women of Tennessee. So uh, we're still hard at work, but uh, we are keeping our social distance. 
skills uh, <laughs> top notch. There's, there's no better place to social distance <laughs> exactly. than out in the woods or on the exactly. water. And we saw a great uptick in licensed sales since COVID. And we just were so thrilled to see people getting out and enjoying all the great uh, outdoor activities that Tennessee yeah. has yeah. to offer. So yeah. stay after it, keep it up. If you if you try it and you fail, don't give up. You know, educate yourself, learn, right. keep going. Um, you're not going to be successful every time you go out. I'm, proof of that but oh, yeah. if you go <laughs> enough eventually you'll luck into something i guess yep. that's my story yeah. yeah you'll figure it out and you might just be that guy could hone in on it and make yeah. it happen every time yeah and those winter you'll trout learn. fisheries are open and there's a lot of area for people to social distance and still enjoy fishing definitely so, yeah all right well this has been great side so thank you for uh, being with us for a couple shows and Matt <laughs> thanks for co-hosting yeah. and uh, setting this Let's all do up some more yeah we will we will we'll be back in East Tennessee before you know it but uh, we appreciate you tuning in thanks for watching thanks for listening and we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram hey it's all about Tennessee wildlife it's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.